Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the D Hour Network. This is your host, Marsha Patterson. I just want to welcome you guys. It is Sunday, December the 15th. Man, oh man, we are at the end of December. 2019 is gone. I just want to wish everyone a happy holidays that's coming up. And I'm excited about my guest that's here tonight because we are going to be talking about emotions because so many times during the holiday, people are really, really having trouble with Christmas, Thanksgiving. All these different holidays have a big profound effect on our emotions. And um, we find that people are more depressed or suicidal or all kinds of issues going on. But what I'm seeing in today's society, you know, we're seeing mental illness even reaching our children, our military. So we want to address that issue. So I have Ms. Jane Holmes online, and we're going to talk about emotional illness and also how it's linked to our diet, our environment, and where we live because it has a profound effect on who we are and how we get along with each other as family members, as neighbors, as society. So I'm going to be bringing her on in a minute. Okay, just bear with me for one minute because I'm having some technical difficulties. Getting there. Hold on here. I do want to apologize to my listening audience. I'm working with a different computer. Hold on here. We just just bear with me for one second. I'm gonna put you guys on hold, trying to get the music and everything going here. I thought I had minimized my uh, thing, but that didn't happen. So hold on here. Just bear with me. Bear with me for a second. I do apologize for the delay. Hold on, please. All right, we are back. I do apologize. 
we, I do apologize for the delay. Without any delay, I um, want to bring Jane on. Jane? Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry for the delay. I'm working with a different computer, and <laughs> you know how we're a creature of habit. So I just kind of knocked myself out. So to my listening audience, I do apologize. <laughs> Jane, I just want to thank you for taking time out of your busy Sunday to sit down and talk with me um, and for your help, Blog Talk Radio. Um, I didn't get a chance to read your bio uh, over the air because I'm kind of fussing around here trying to get the computer. Let our listening audience know because I met you at the Living Food Institute at one of the uh, friend of ours graduation, and that was many, many moons ago. And I know you have a big range of information about who you are as far as an artist on healthy food. And for my listening audience, Jane looks fantastic. I mean, she looks great. You have some people you know that's healthy, they're glowing, and you can tell they walk the walk about eating healthy and living a certain lifestyle, and that radiates all over you, Jane. So kind of share with our listening audience who Jane Holmes is and your journey on health, nutrition, and the emotional health. Oh, thank you so much. And it is a pleasure to be with you and all your audience tonight. I uh, wish everyone a happy holiday. And, and you're so right. Wow, here we're at the end of 2019. It is amazing. And it's also very exciting. So just to share with your audience, Marsha, as you said, you and I met uh, many, many years ago over at the Living Foods Institute, which is a holistic health center here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, it was started in 1999 by the founder was Brenda Cobb when she healed of breast and cervical cancer without surgery, chemo, or radiation. And uh, we ended up teaching there uh, for not quite 20 years about holistic healing uh, through nutrition, emotional healing, stress management, detoxing the body, and really looking at all levels of our health, mind, body, and spirit. And I was a director at the center, and I've taught this uh, for years and years. We have traveled throughout the country uh, uh, teaching uh, this with many, many, many people uh, throughout all these years. And so now at this point, I uh, still lecture, I still teach, I still work with people, um, phone consultations, I still uh, will go to places to teach and to lecture as well as work with people individually in their homes, uh, in their offices to help uh, with detoxing their homes, which is something I'd love to talk about um, with all your audience today, Marcia, about getting through the holidays and you know, the toxicity that we have uh, sometimes um, around us, uh, relationships, um, our health. And so we'll touch a little bit on all that. And uh, also just to mention um, uh, part of my history is I'm also an artist. I'm a commercial photographer, and that has been a passion of mine actually since I was in middle school. So all of it comes together uh, in, in many ways for me. So it's exciting to be with you tonight, Marcia, and I thank you for the opportunity to get this information out and share it and um, just um, praying that someone will be blessed by this tonight. So thank you. 
No, I am so grateful to you because you and I, when we first talked, I felt like our energy was connecting. And not only that, because I know looking around in our communities and schools, uh, even just walking down, driving down the street, I can spot someone who is mentally and emotionally not balanced. And I'm seeing more and more of that in our communities. You're hearing more and more about people doing crazy things to their children, and they're being sent to prison, and you're looking at them very clearly see that there's some mental disorder there. And and some people, mental disorder is a little more vivid and, and uh, outspoken, you know, through language and the way they behave than others. Some is more suppressed. Um, I want to talk about the emotional stuff because we know Christmas holidays and most holidays are the time for people being sad and things like that. But even at the Living Food Institute, you guys, you being diagnosed with cancer or other issues, that is scary and cause people to fall into a depression and things like that. So True. at the Living Food Institute, how did you handle that along with nutrition and guiding people into not just physical uh, health but mental health? Well, it's a great question. Thank you, Marcia. You know, for all these years, what I have continued to see truly is at the root of every physical health challenge, there really is an emotional component. Um, and, and energy and emotions store in the body, uh, fear, anger, unforgiveness, resentment, regrets, all types of emotions store in the body and ultimately create the physical self. So one of the things that I always want to do is to help people to understand that it really starts with how we think. Because I'm a firm believer in whatever I think and whatever I speak is going to come back to me. And, Marsha, I'm sure you've heard many people in your life that, you know, have said things so quickly like, oh, my back is killing me, or, you know, I'm so sick and tired of being sick and tired, and they just stay sick and tired. But that's because that's what they continue to create in their life. So for anyone listening tonight, I would like to, first of all, encourage you and help support you and empower you to know that you can take charge of your life if you are willing to just look and be very clear with yourself about the things that you're thinking what are some of the things that you're speaking out uh, words are powerful mm. Marcia you know that words are powerful mm. yes. you know and many times uh, I have shared the, the passage that says and be not conformed to this world but be you transformed by the renewing of your your mind. You know, it didn't say Mm -hmm. start with what you eat. However, Mm. along that, you know, once we really look at what are we speaking out and understand that our words have power, if we are speaking in a negative way, then I believe, and I've seen it in my own life in in terms past and, and in other people's life, The more that we speak negative of things, the more negative we're going to create. You know, and then we Mm -hmm. end up creating a a hole many times that 
and many times then depression will set in that we just feel like you know it's it's hopeless there's there's nothing that we can do and you know the the thing that I've always seen Marsha and it's it's very interesting when we get right down to it no one no one can change anyone else the only person that I can change is myself which means then that's my responsibility to do that. If I want my life to be better, I must be willing to change. And and you know, when we, we talk about the the holidays and and family situations, oh my goodness, well have you heard some stories, Marsha, about families, you know, during yeah. the holidays. Uh it's just yeah. you know, family relationships. Well one thing I will say there was a question I would always pose to my classes about relationships, and it goes like this. If I am in an unhealthy relationship, do I have to stay? Now, please hear me well. I didn't say that a relationship was good or bad, right or wrong, because I truly believe that we all meet each other for reasons, and sometimes just for seasons. So when I looked at relationships as, is this healthy or not healthy, then do I have to stay if it is an unhealthy relationship? So again, we just put that out there that sometimes it's just a matter of viewing our situations in a different way, you know, and just understanding That that... we're not going to change anybody else. Right, right. That is so powerful because changing your thinking because I think a lot of times it's how we grew up. You know, we grew up with negative thinking, negative feelings, and emotions. And those are some of the things that are hard to change is how we think because I know me being very emotional driven, you know, my emotion drove where, you know, if I felt, you know, my emotion want to drive me here or whatever, and I'm going up and down like a ladder, and I had to control that. And the thinking process is the hardest thing because you have to stop and say, wait a minute, where is that thought coming from? And is it healthy for me to think this way? And what sure. is, what good is it going to do for me to feel this way about this individual? Because like you said, it's, it's affecting you. It affects your whole body, your cells, um, sure. your health, your heart, your, your blood pressure, everything. It affects how you feel and react to those feelings and those thinking. So if we've been embedded sure. on doing for 20 and 30 years, how do one stop? How do you just change that? It's because it's very, very hard to do. Well, here's here's a uh, a, a starting place uh, is, an, is an affirmation that I, I would say consider the possibility of just starting with something very simple that says, I am willing to change. Because sometimes, as you know, Marcia, going from point A to point B, somebody, you know, everybody can't just get there really, really fast. You know, it's like baby mm-hmm. steps. Let me just take a deep breath and let me just be honest with myself and say, okay, I am willing to change. But the, the one thing I will say, too, 
if I continue to think that change is going to be hard, that's what I will find. So I'm very careful about thinking that it's going to be hard because then I'm just creating a hard situation, a difficult situation. Now, with that then, you know, if if I am willing to change, then along that with the words that I use, I think about what it is I do want. You know, it, it is so easy to think about what we don't want. Would you agree with that, Marcia? Right. It's really I, easy yes, to think yes, about yes, what we don't yes, want. Yes. You know, I, I yes. don't want to be broke. I, I don't want to be sick. I don't want to live Hello. here anymore. I don't want this. Really, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. And the more <laughs> I think about what I don't want, the more of um, it I will have. Okay? Oh, so I like to look at this side of it as begin to switch. Think about what you do want. If you do want to be happy, then it must first start with happy thoughts because happy is not going to happen by sitting back and saying, I'll never be happy. I'll never be in a great relationship. I'll never have this. I'll never have that. That is just a self-defeating, you know, prophecy right there um so right. switch what you're thinking and i i i, I often would say this marcia it, think about what you think about you know i've, I've <laughs> many times I, I laugh about it but oh. i truly believe this god gave me two ears and one mouth for a good reason oh sometimes yes. i need to yes. just stop and listen before i speak okay and you know just to understand Words have power. Some people might feel that it might be uh, easier to begin to just write out. If you just take the time, whatever time of day is feels really good for you and your mind feels really, really clear, just maybe start by writing out three things, just three things that you would like in your life and how to begin to think about those things in a very positive manner. You know, this time of year, Marsha, a lot of people uh, that I have met, um, they get to the end of the year and they find that their jobs are changing or they may have been downsized, uh, they may have been let go. You know, so a lot of things that can begin to happen around the jobs toward the end of the year and then panic can set in, you know, uh, resentment can set in, uh, anger, fear, and, you know, those emotions, you know, once you breathe through that, I would say begin to think about what it is you do want. Well, you want to be successful in your career, you know, and just yeah. say, uh, you know, one of the affirmations I use around that is I give thanks in knowing that new doors of opportunity open to me with ease, love, and joy. And so let me repeat, let me back up with that. So you start start that. Yeah. Okay, sure. So so first repeat we that. start I'm with an attitude that. of gratitude. An attitude of gratitude. Okay. I give thanks. I give thanks. So first of all, we're mm-hmm. grateful. I give thanks. Yes. 
in knowing. So we step into that power spot in knowing Mm. that new doors of opportunity open to me with ease, love, and joy. And so it is. And just to continue to put that out. So, again, it's about really, really understanding first and foremost. Let me just say this. At the root of all this is coming to a space of loving the self. Loving Mm. and approving of the self, which in my, my life personally, that that was a challenge for me. I have to tell you, it was mm-hmm. definitely a challenge because there was a time in my life I didn't like myself, much less love myself. And I mean loving right. ourselves with that healthy respect of who we are, who we are becoming, and being okay to say things like, I love myself enough that I am willing to change. I love myself enough that I am willing to listen to the words that I'm putting out there. I love myself enough to consider what is my nutrition like? You know, am I sitting on the sofa eating chocolate bonbons and, you know, every joint (laughs) in my body is aching and wondering why do I feel this way? You know, I mean, there's so many ways that we can improve what we do. But I do believe the, the good news is we each one of us have the power to take our power and our life back in whatever way that may look for you. We each one have, we have that, that capability to do that. And I I just, I have, I firmly believe that it really starts with how we think, uh, what are we sending out into the universe, what's coming back to us. Because many times another question I'll ask is this, when someone has, they've told me about a situation and, you know, it could be their job, their finances, their health, mm-hmm. you know, and then in fine-tuning all of this, Marcia, there's another question to ask, and it's, it goes like this. What have I been thinking that I have created this situation in my life? Wow. That's powerful. That's powerful. When you you just think about that, what have I been thinking that I have created this situation in my life? And Marcia, if I might just just share with you, you know, in one of our uh, recent conversations, I was so excited for you, so very 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 excited for you <laughs> with all the new and wonderful connections that you've made and and are making and the plans that you have. And to me, that's because. Uh, you've been thinking about it in a very positive way of getting a message out there to help other people. And those connections are just coming at you right and left and right and left, and you're going to be doing this and you're going to be doing that. And I was like, that's powerful. And so it goes both ways, you know, that you can see what you've created by what you've been thinking. So what have I been thinking that I have created this situation in my life? That is so powerful because that's what that's I guess that's that artist in you because even as an artist or an inventor or somewhat is that imagination within the mind can manifest itself. 
and it slowly manifests itself. Sometimes you don't realize you're walking out that that vision that you had in your head. You as an artist, you you draw or you take photography or whatever you do, and I know most of the time it starts in the mind. So that mind is very powerful, that thinking. So if I change who I am first, because I, I have no control right. of no one else but myself, so that right. is very powerful because what other people say, feel, and think has no reflection on who I am as a person. And a lot of times we allow other people's feeling and thinking to dominate what we think or how we behave. Sure. And that's when we change ourselves and we have to put up the block and say, wait a minute, I'm in control of here. I'm not, it's emotional transfer. That's what I call it, emotional transfer, when you let people, other people's emotions transfer into you. And you, and I know many people walked into a room or visit some place, and you can feel the energy of if it's negative or if it's positive. It's like you can cut it with a knife. You can feel it. Sure. But we, sure. we have a choice whether we can entertain that or we can be the light of that or we can just, you know, because a lot of times sometimes if someone's angry at you, you snap off right down. So you got people going at each other, even with driving or little simple things. People are just losing it very quickly. But I can only change me. I can't control and change anyone else. That is powerful. Well, well, it 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 really is when you can really get to that understanding. is very It's very empowering. And here's another thing I I I share many many times, Marcia, and it it goes like this: What other people think about me is none of my business. Okay. <laughs> You get that? Yeah. I want people yeah, I, like I want that. people to like me. I want people to love me, but I first must like myself. I first must love myself. Why would you want to be around anybody that's that, you know, they don't even care to be around their own self. But other people's opinions, other people's judgments, which I, I just I don't go there. I just I think judgment is it's, that that's very to be very very cruel, and I say that from personal experience of how, as uh, even a child, and oh my goodness, our children these days, you know, being judged in in so many ways. But what other people think about me is none of my business. Um, <laughs> you know, that. and just to you know, and to, another thing, uh, Marshall, with with this too, when when people are talking at you and they're throwing those darts and those words are coming out and you know it, it, it if if we could just stop in that moment and just take a really deep breath and just look at that person and believe it or not if you could just say the words to that person I love you I bless you and I release you to your greatest and highest good. And and I just love you. diffused. I love you. I bless you. And I release you to your greatest and highest good. The situation would be so diffused, it, it would be amazing. Now, if they chose to come back at you and say, you know, some more angry words, remember you taking on anger. Here's the, here's the thing about anger. People 
staying angry with someone else, okay, is like you drinking mm-hmm. the poison hoping it's going to kill them. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Right? Yes, yes, yes. You know, that yes. anger, you know, it, it just doesn't serve us well. So it, 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 now let me be clear. It's not that we may not feel anger from time to time, but it's about how long do we choose to be in the anger? How long do we choose to be, you know, in a relationship that is unhealthy? How long do we choose to be um, sitting with regrets and guilt and uh, fear? You know, how long do we choose to stay in that? Or go back to what I said earlier, you know, I am willing to change. I am willing to change. Yes. 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 Now, when it's so hard, you see young people anger at angry, so angry at three, four, real young toddlers and showing such anger and rage at a young age. How do we address that as, as parents, teachers, people in the community? Um, how do we address children with anger issues um, that you just sit here? And, I think just recently in New York, they just arrested this little uh, 13-year-old for killing this young lady, yes. college student, yes. stabbing her. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, stabbing yeah. usually was um, what police used to say was a, a, um, a crime of passion because of Usually someone gets up on someone to stab them. It's showing so much anger or whatever, and it's usually someone that they was close to. But I'm thinking, how do we get here with our children, um, the school system, the shooting in the school system, everyone's angry. Where is the love, and how do we put that into these young people today? Well, that is so, so powerful, and it's and it's very, very sad. It's very sad to see the things that unfortunately have happened to um, many of the children. Now, there's several things, several areas that I feel if could be addressed um, would begin to help with a healing process, Marcia. Um, first of all, you know, <laughs> children... Children are going to take on what they see, you know. So, okay. it, yes. you know, do they? Do they? You know, that young, they really do. Do they? Do they see a you know a very loving, healthy you know relationship with parents, with the other family members, or do they hear you know fussing, arguments, and things like that? Um, so that 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 would be part of it. You know, I have to say though. Another part of all this for me with with children, um, and I happen to be one of them. I happen to be one that um, really, when my nutrition, when I was a child, I mean, my mother did, they did the best that they knew to do. And later on, as I got to be a teenager, I mean, if you give me a, a Coke and a Krispy Kreme donut, and I was good to go. However, that sugar did not <laughs> serve me well. You get it? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and yep. there's been a lot of studies. There's been several schools. Yes. There's even been prisons uh, that have yes. changed the nutrition, okay, of uh, uh, of the, the, the people. 
and and, and their energy changed. Uh, the you know school scores got better. Uh, the prisons there was less fight. Um, in the schools, attendance was better. You know, not only was their test scores better, but the attendance was better. It was just, it was just amazing what would happen when they would begin to look at what the children were eating. Now that was at school, so it does fall back on the parents, you know, up to certain ages that they are responsible for their children. Um, you know, what what are we really feeding our children? And I just, yeah. you know, at the Living Foods Institute, when when we were when we had the center, what we taught was a plant-based nutrition, you know, and to really know that sugar, oh my goodness, sugar is crazy making. You know, sugar contributes to a lot of things. It can contribute to candida, which is an overgrowth of yeast. You know, Marsha, I don't know if you've ever known anyone that said to to you about being forgetful. Maybe they go and they say talk about going from one room to another, and they forget why they went to the room, into the other room. They had no idea why they went in there. <laughs> Many times, that is that is due to candida. So, it you know, some detox work, some nutritional work, you know, uh, I think are several areas, and and then the other thing, I still truly, truly believe this, is is really understanding what are the words that we are speaking out. Not only you know are these days that you know the kids are bombarded with you know all the words in the universe. Uh, what are they watching on TV? You know what are yes. they watching on their computers? You know, and I know right. I understand that they can't be monitored 24/7 but there could be there, there could be a starting point you know and right right i think really looking at what are some healthier choices for the family because i i believe i believe in moderation in everything you know i, I believe that you know it's it, if you're having a health challenge you know i think there there a period of time you might really, really, really need to look at buckling down with what your nutrition is. Um, you know, regain your health and then no moderation in your life. Um, but I, I think that there's a lot of things that could be done in, in, in a lot of different ways in, in programs for, um, you know, children, for families, Yes. Uh, yes. For 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 all of us, and you know, I'll, let me just mention one other thing here, if I might. Um, one okay. of the things that I do uh, also, you know, I work with people where I go into their their homes, um, the even offices, um, but to work to help detox the home. Many people yes. have a sick home where they have had mm-hmm. people come into their home that maybe have been negative. Maybe they have had arguments in the home and this is a or someone's been sick in the home and it's been a build up of this energy and these emotions and it gets stuck in the home and they don't even realize that the home is actually sick. You know, clutter. Yeah. So I'll say this cluttered closets, cluttered uh, drawers, cluttered basements, cluttered attics, whatever. Clutter equals a cluttered mind. 
And so really helping people to understand how to move this out in a very healthy way and to really energetically, you know, cleanse the home with a lot of different things that I'll, I'll do and help them with and help support them to understand you got to keep your home healthy too. Because the, the, you're talking about kids, you know, they they go into these classrooms and oh my goodness, all the energy and emotions around those classrooms get back to the house and maybe that, you know, the home is not as healthy as what it could be and, you know, toxic relationships. And, I mean, it just, it, it spins out of control. And, and this, and, and even in the spirit realm, you know, you have things that attach to the home because you can feel the energy. You have people who've actually moved in homes that have to move out because the energy of what was going on in that house is alive. It's, it's, it's affecting the people where you think. There's a book called Portable Cleansing, and the book talks about how that this energy is even in the ground. You know, someone is murdered. It's a spirit, it's a spirit there. And, you know, you think about Chicago. What is Chicago known for back in the old days? Gangsters, oh, yeah. El Capone, right. uh, corruption, and it's a murdering spirit. So what you, we hear constantly on the news is that spirit of murder, gangster, corruption is in there. And so in the, the city hasn't been cleaned out spiritually. And, you know, me believing in the Bible and the scriptures, and, you know, before the Israelites would ever go to war, the high priest had to go before them to clean out the land before they can enter. Right. And we're entering right. in buildings, houses, and places in connection with people, and these spirits transfer to you. And, and you, you wonder, sure. what happened? Why am I this way? And a lot of people right. don't believe that. So portable cleansing and cleaning your house, I, 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 I'm on 100%. I just like, when you told me that, I'm like, oh, my goodness, yes, I do believe that wholeheartedly because, you can pick up people's energy and you can feel it sometime and you're just like, oh, I'm not staying in here. It's been a house that I was looking for when I was in Wisconsin. I walked in that house and I said, uh-uh, I walked right out because I it was the energy there. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, sure. even in the schools, who wants to go to those schools where those kids were murdered? I wouldn't want my kids in their schools after these kids been shot down and they clean up and then they send the kids in there. This is me personally as a mom. Uh-uh. No, man. Sure. No. I was like, yeah, let's, let's give them out because murder and spirit is there. But these kids are crying out for help because they're sick yeah. and they got anger issues. And then a lot of these children are on some type of altered medication. Most of those children that have sure. school shooting have been on some medication, some altered medication. Yeah. If you listen to the commercial to some of those um, the, uh, medication they tell you if you have the thoughts of suicide, call your doctor or things like that. So it's, it's, we're really a sick society, and we need to get better. And I think part of getting better is being able to know how to deal with our emotions. But I love the fact that you're saying I can only change. I, am I willing to change? And that's an important right. question I think many people have to be willing to do because I can only change me. So if I'm willing to change, knowing that I can't change nobody else because it's going to be a hard time just changing me, my thinking, my fears, how do I address with my fears, and then you question it. So when you get these negative thoughts, uh, when you first started off, 
thinking this, well, I want to change James. And you start getting those negative thoughts. So you put those negative thoughts into check to say, wait a minute, James, how am I thinking this and where is it coming from? And how do you change that process of not festering on that negative thought? Yeah, I I used to call that, Marsha, I would call that the monkey mind. You know, when you're in 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 and you're beginning to change, and it's like, yes, I am healed. I love and approve of myself. And then this monkey mind says, oh yeah, right. You don't know what the doctor said. You know, and these these little back stories that float up. What I found for myself, I had to keep on keeping on. I had to be willing to look at the words I was using, the thoughts I was having, and just recognize that as soon as I have a negative thought, in that moment, I have the opportunity to change it. So here's another affirmation for anyone listening. Please write this one down. My power is in the present moment. My power is in the present moment. My power is in the present moment because here is the truth as I believe it. For me, I believe what I did, you know, as a child, as a teenager, 10 years ago, that's done. That is done. It is so over. It is in my past. However, you know, I must also recognize, Marcia, that what I did right before you and I had this conversation, it is done. I can't go back, undo, redo any of it. It is done. The past is the past. Now, if I believe, and I do believe this, that what I speak out, I create in my existence. And it talks about that in Isaiah about whatever I speak out, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing where until I send it. So I do believe that. So if I understand that in each moment I have an opportunity to think a different thought, even if the thought before that one was a negative thought, Even if I felt like, okay, this is going to be really, really hard. Stop, James. Stop, 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 stop. Okay, let me reframe that. Everything I do, I do with ease, love, and joy. And just repeat it. Everything I do, I do with ease, love, and joy. Everything I do, I do with ease, love, and joy. Now, that being said, I do not come from a space in life that everything is just, you know, coming up roses, la, 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 la. Things happen. But how do I respond to it? How do I react to it when I understand, okay, maybe in a moment, okay, so I get bent out of shape about something, then just, okay, Jane, stop. That reaction is not going to serve you well. So I, I just talk to myself, quite honestly. You know, this is, this is not healthy for me to think this. Let me reframe this. And that's, that's where I am. And, and understanding that my power is in the present moment, right now. What happens many times, though, Marsha, and I, I know you have dealt with this with so many people, and it's unfortunate that 
some people cannot let go of the past. They just can't. They live in the past. They have they have regrets. They have guilt. They have shame. And I can say that in all honesty because I was there at one time in my life. Oh my goodness. The amount of of, of, of of guilt and regret and resentments I had at one time in my life, it was unbelievable. However, over the twenty years that I did this, I certainly I certainly got it loud and clear that I I had I had an opportunity to change how my life was going. And I'm so grateful that I did. Um you know, one of the other things that I dealt with was um, unforgiveness. You know, they did me wrong. Have you ever heard that, Marcia? So and so yeah. did yes. me wrong. I've been there. The, yeah. You did yeah. me wrong. You did me wrong, and you did me wrong. Well, you know, and, and I don't know. You probably heard someone say, "Oh yeah, well, I'm going to forgive them, but don't think I'm ever going to forget it." Well, forget well, it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And really, exactly what good does that do? So I, I want to share with everyone that there was uh, a teaching uh, from just a brilliant, wonderful man. Many of you know him, Colin Tipping. He wrote a book called Radical Forgiveness. And I, I assure you, it changed my life. Um, and just to understand that there is a difference between, as he terms it, traditional forgiveness and radical forgiveness. Um, And he talks about something called victim consciousness. And he says that victim consciousness is the conviction. Now, that's a powerful word, isn't it, Marcia? The conviction that someone else has done something bad to you, and as a direct result, they are responsible for the lack of peace, happiness, joy, prosperity, you fill in the blanks. It was their fault. He calls that victim consciousness. You know, and many people unfortunately stay in that, and they don't even realize it, Marcia. They don't even realize that they've carried this. You just say, oh, well, you know, look, they, they, they divorced me, and they took this, and they took this, and they took this, and here I am today, blah, 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 blah. You know, and it just it is it's a very eye opening thing when you realize that you might be in that space of victim consciousness. So uh, I would just support uh, anyone if you're dealing with you know issues around unforgiveness. Please, please look at that uh, and uh, just be willing to know that there is really a way to move through those issues. Uh, Colin's book, again, is called Radical Forgiveness, and um, just an amazing teaching. And to be willing to let it go, just like the affirmation I used earlier, you know, I am willing to change. I am willing to release the past. So that's a a whole other part of it. I am willing to release the past. I am willing to let it go. My power is in the present moment. And again, and think, still at the root is loving the self. And you know, love is so powerful. And you know, and I, you and I were sharing that we 
read the book Feelings, Bared Alive, Never Die, and about the story yes. about the um, military guys of the United States government. The Army people went into a concentration camp and found this guy that was in the concentration camp that had looked like he had just gotten there. He wasn't fixated. He, uh, he looked healthy. And come to find out, he had been there six years. And he said that, and that blew me away. That part blew me away is that he said he had been there six years, and he knew five languages, so he was helping the United States government to um, help others to be reunited with their families and friends. And he used to be a lawyer, and he watched these soldiers kill his uh, family. He saw the hatred in his eyes, and being a lawyer, he knew what hatred had done, and he decided he was going to love every day, love his enemies, right. love the people around him. Right. And he, But in the concentration camp itself, but some of the Jewish people that was in the concentration camp themselves hated each other more than they hated the Nazi right. soldier. I had to close the book at that point and give myself a mental rest to, to absorb what he had said because it was powerful on the power of love, not what it can right. do to you just physically but emotionally. Physically, he looked it better. He didn't look fixated or anything else like the other people. But emotionally, he was so alive. So the power of love, and we don't hear enough about that power of love and what it can do and how it can change. And we need to know that. And this book, I'm going to get this book called Radical Forgiveness. I'm going to get that book because I need to keep looking at that because if, if you look at the news every day and you look at some of the things that's going on, it just makes you just, angry sometimes, I'm frustrated, and, and sometimes you, you get angry, but we have to learn how to operate in love. Oh, I totally agree with you, and I've I've gotten to the place, I, I, I might watch a little bit of news, but I tell you what, I do truly believe <laughs> the best thing that I can do for our country, for our world, Marsha, our world is to be in a space of love and peace because, again, let's go back. If I believe, and I do believe this, that the energy that I send out there comes back to me, then I want to surround myself with loving people, peaceful people, and I want that energy of love and peace to go out there Mm. instead of going out into traffic angry and angry and you got road rage and you got people shooting people on the highways in the malls. I mean, it's just, yeah. that that is just crazy making. And, you know, yeah. I just feel like if I want peace in my world, I must first be peace. You know, yeah. and I, I don't know if I shared this story with you, but many, many years ago um, when it was a time that the, the 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 war in Iraq was just starting. And anyway, um, the, it, throughout Atlanta, there were signs that people were putting up in their yards. And they were blue and white signs, and it said, no more war, no more war, no more war, no more war. And so my neighbor had one, and he wanted to put one in my yard. And I said, sure. So I looked at that thing for about two days, and I jerked it up, and I gave it back to him. I said, look, you bring me a sign that says 
let there be peace, and I'll put it up. But every time, Marcia, I looked at that sign, so this is how powerful our minds are. Every time I looked at that sign, what do you think I thought? War, 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 war. and that was not healthy. So, you know, give me give me peace all day long, and, you know, just let's just, and, and I'll say this for anybody listening, I truly believe the greatest thing that we can do is to bless our world, to send love and peace to our world. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. and, and instead of being angry and upset, uh, because, again, I, I know, I mean, the truth is I can't change the rest of the world. I can change me, and I can change how I feel about things because, well, first of all, I do love myself, and I, I have a great life. Um, you know, I, I, I feel good. I live well, and I'm happy, and, um, you know, I have a lot of love in my life. I'm just, I'm blessed, Marsha. I am blessed, blessed, blessed. God has abundantly blessed me, and I I know that when I you know, if I, if I get angry about something, it doesn't serve me well to continue that emotion of anger. Um, right. You know, and, 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 and it's very interesting. I, I think I mentioned this to you. Um, there is another great book. Uh, probably everybody knows this book, but it's by Dr. Wayne Dyer, The Power of Attention. Intention. And he talks in there um, in, in one of his books and lectures he talks about being kind, and it was so, so powerful to me. When he talked about a random act of kindness, he said that there mm. had been studies that were done about the levels of the hormone serotonin. And, you know, and that's the, that's the feel-good hormone, Okay. So, right. You know when right. you know when you know we feel good that hormone goes up and it feels really really great. Well, they had been able to do studies about the levels of this, and and that they said that when someone was the recipient of a random act of kindness, how their levels would go up. That hormone that that feel good hormone that that serotonin level would go up. Interesting enough, Mm -hmm. the person giving that random act of kindness, their levels went up the same as the person that received it. But he said the most interesting thing about this study was even an observer, someone just watching this act of kindness, their levels went up the same as the other two. So kindness. I mean, could we all just agree to begin to be kinder to each other? I agree that because, you know, when you hear stories about someone doing something kind for someone, it touches your heart. It makes you, you know, it it, it gives you some emotional feelings to it. Did you see anything? Oh, my God, that is great. And you do feel something and you feel the joy or you feel the emotion that the person received it or the person giving it. I agree with that wholeheartedly because I've seen so many testimonies where you, you see someone acting out some kindness, 
and you see the reaction of that person and you like, oh, my God, you know, a homeless person or someone's videotaped them receiving something, you can feel the joy alone with them as long as the one giving it. So, yeah, I believe that wholeheartedly. And we need to see more of that um, in our communities, in our schools, because this rage of anger is it just it's just it's just crazy. It's really crazy. So we're gonna take a break. Um I'm gonna remind our listening audience, you're on the D Hour Network. This is Marsha Thaddison and my guest is Miss Jane Home. And Jane, you your business is Joy, Love and Hope. Is that correct? That is correct. Absolutely. Joy, love, hope, indeed. And and, and that's, that's uh, powerful because Okay. Yes, it's, I, I took my initials and I, I was going by what I sh- shared with everybody tonight. Whatever I speak out comes back to me. So joy, love, and hope. And that's, you know, my business is to help others and to um, serve uh, in any way that I possibly can for the better health of someone, mind, body, and spirit. And to help people understand that uh, you know there is there is a way to be happy in this life. I truly believe that, and uh, I'm, I'm just here to help in any way that I can. Again, working with people to help detox their homes, their offices. Uh, I've even you know gone into um, even in my own church. There's things that I did in my church when we were building it to help make sure that the you know, energy was good in the church. So um, please feel free to call me. You can find me on Facebook. My email address is out there on your site also to Marsha. So thank you for that. That's fine. We're going to talk more about that when we come back on the DL Network. This is Marsha. That is in a So far, so far, so far, so far.
on the D-Hour Network. This is Marsha Thapitan with Miss Jane's Home. I just want to remind our listening audience, if any of you have any questions for Jane, the, the lines are open at 646-668-2574. Just give us a call, and I know we'll do our best to try to answer your question. At least Jane will be. Jane, before we went to break, we were talking about you doing the cleansing. You talk about your church. Let's go a little bit into that. Um because I met a lady one couple couple of years back at a salon, and she was from India, and she was saying mm-hmm. that some people from India they have a ritual that when they're building a home, when they break the uh the, they break the uh the dirt for the ground, they have a ritual they pray, and as different stages of the house going up, there's a cleansing and purging of the land, and blessing the home as until it's finally completed, um. I know some people do that. I've heard done that, but I don't know. But how did you go about cleaning the church, and what is the process of doing that? Well, it's very interesting because, you know, and I, I really, really can appreciate what she was sharing with you about the, the the cleansing and the stages of the homes because, you know, as you have the builders, the contractors, anybody coming in to work on building the home, you know, if they're not having a good day, their energy gets stuck in that house. So that's a great thing if you have the opportunity to really cleanse and work, you know, with the home. But it started actually, Marsha, for me in one of our centers uh, that we had where I really wanted to do some cleansing, and not, not cleaning, but cleansing, energetically and emotional cleansing. And it was my responsibility, uh, you know, to do that every every month after every class to make sure that the center was clean because I didn't want the last class's energy to be stuck for the next class. 
you know, when you've got people coming in on an ongoing basis. So uh, after, um, in, in one of our, in one of the centers, what I did was I actually went through the entire center and I took a pencil and I wrote on every wall some affirmation, some verse, you know, love, joy, peace, happiness, prosperity, success, abundance, high vibrational words, you know, an affirmation, I am healed, I am healed, I am healed, by the grace of God, I am healed. Now, I did this, again, on every wall, in every room, throughout the whole place. And then when they got ready to paint, uh, I added some essential oils, some very high vibrational essential oils into the paint. So what, in essence, happened was that I embedded the intention of love, peace, hope, healing, that, and my prayer was that anyone just walking through the doors could feel the energy of love and healing. And I did the same thing at my church. Um, you know, I do it in homes. And, and there's some other ways if people aren't ready to paint their house or, you know, even a wall, you know, write out some affirmations on pieces of paper and just put them behind some of the pictures that you have hanging on the wall. Set your intentions. Set your intentions for what you want in your home. I use, I do use sage. Uh, I use essential oils. I use prayers and blessings. Music, sound is a, a great healer. Uh, high vibrational music uh, in the home is, is is also a great healer for letting go of the negative energies. You know, salt, I used to do an exercise using salt to help cleanse and move out old energy. And, you know, while people are doing this, Marsha, uh, another thing about uh, it, uh, about energy and emotional healing we were talking earlier about the um, energy of people you know getting stuck on you Uh, Jane are you there uh, yes, I'm here. Yes, I'm here. Okay. All right. I thought we faded. You no, faded I'm for here. a minute. All right. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I'm here. I, what I was saying was that, you know, many times other people's energy gets connected to you, and so you need to cleanse mm-hmm. that. And a really good way to do that is really with a salt bath. I love Himalayan salt, you know, cleansing the chakras. And really taking a good salt bath also is a good way to to help do some cleansing. Detox work, um, you know, I believe in all, all all types of detox work. But, yeah, I think it's really important that people look at their homes, you know, do they have a sick home? Yeah. You know? And, you know, I have read about people putting salt in corners of the house to, to pick up energy, yes. negative energy and things like that. I'm a big I love salt. I'm a big advocate for telling people to add salt into their water to help bring the minerals back into their bodies. 
I know mm-hmm. salt, you know, salt bath is great, salt scrubs are great. I, you know, I think back in the Bible, when you read back in the Bible, you know, I was reading with the first Colossian, I can't remember one of the Old Testaments where God had made a salt covenant with David. And I kept thinking, why mm-hmm. is he making a salt covenant with David? He was preserving him. And that's what salt does. It preserves things. It preserves things. And we have so many things that are decaying us because we're eating food and we're, our emotion is decaying us in such a way physically as well as emotionally, which is rotting away. And we're not at peace, as you said before, like ourselves. So right. I like the idea of what you're saying, adding the essential oil to the paint. So what type of essential oil would you be using? I know uh, I know frankincense and myrrh, so different oils have different benefits for your body as well as your emotions. So what uh, uh, essential oils are used in the home to help generate healthy energy? Well, you know, frankincense and myrrh are great. Um, so that's, that's definitely one. We had one that was, it was around abundance. Um, you know, and I do, let me just say, let me say this now. I do always recommend uh, organic essential oils. Some oils okay. have synthetics in it, and I'm very cautious about that, so I'm not going to, you know, give out any names to anybody. Find one that you like, something that you resonate with. Look at them, study mm-hmm. them. And, you know, I would put, you know, you know, just, you know, 20 to 40 drops of oil, you know, and a, a gallon of paint, stir it up, and just, again, understanding this is about our intentions. My intentions right. are to this, you know, and to set those intentions. And, again, uh, if you're not ready to, you know, paint uh, a particular room or maybe even a wall, you know, think about using essential oils in a diffuser uh, in your home. Right. Uh, would be another way to help with the energy in the home. And um, I think that also you were talking about, you know, the nutrition and and the water. You know, I have to say, Marsha, I think there's just a few things that I have found if people could begin to do that would begin to make some changes in their nutrition. Number one, drink the proper amount of water for your body weight, which normally on an average is about uh, half your body weight in ounces. So if somebody weighs 120 pounds, 60 ounces of water a day would be an optimum amount of water. And also I I supported um, alkaline water. So, you know, what's happened over a period of time when we eat processed foods, fast foods, and on and on and on, you know, our bodies begin to, you know, get uh, into an acidic state. And, and an acid body is a sick body. So, and, and our bodies need water. And many times I have found through the years that people were really more dehydrated than what they thought they were. So I say this with a mirror to my face, you know, let's, let's drink the proper amount of water. Next, as best as anyone can, begin to let go of sugar. Sugar is not mm-hmm. our friend. And, and, and I mean that in all areas of where sugars come from. So just, just know that sugar is not our friend. 
Um, the other thing that I did see, and, you know, even for myself, although I didn't have digestion issues, but I have found many, many people that when they would go gluten-free, that would help them also. Um, you know, and and then to begin to do something that if you're not going to go to a gym, you know, a lot of people, here we are, we're coming up to 2020, we think we're going to make these resolutions, yes, I'm going to start in the gym, and I'm going to do this, 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 look, go take a walk, go take a yep. walk. walk, get outside, go breathe, take a walk, that's one of the best things that, that we could do, is just get outside, go take a walk, whatever that may look like, I mean, if that means, you you know, you want to start doing yoga, or Pilates, stretching, oh, my goodness, you know, the numbers of times that I've been told, you know, just about stretching exercise and what that does, you know, for our health. Um, And then to to really just um, know that I think there are ways that we can begin to take better care of our bodies, our mind, and our spirit, and to be okay to do that. And we talked about positive speaking words and stuff. There was a doctor, um, I can't remember, he's a Japanese doctor who has taken water and he froze it. I'm trying to remember Mm -hmm. his name. And when he froze the water, he had used Hitler, he used, uh, before he froze it, he had said negative words all over about the water. Right. He called it Hitler, he said ugly, he had all kinds of ugly words. And when he froze right. it, it looked like a cancer. It was dark. It was ugly. Taking the same water, melt, um, um, melt it and said good things about it. Love, had beautiful music playing, and it looked like crystal when he had froze it and looked on it with a microscope. It's alive. Water is alive. Correct. We are alive. Yes. And words are powerful, and that's just how powerful. Even when I make my kombucha, the last couple of batches I made, I will put love, you're peaceful, you know, you're healthy. Speaking these words and saying these words and training ourselves because we're not used to, at least I wasn't used to growing up telling myself, you know, you're special, you're beautiful, you're this, or you can do this, you know, to talking to yourself. And oh, that is a way to encourage ourselves, and not only that, let those positive words get into our mind, our body, and our cells, because we needed that in us. Right. Right, exactly. Yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. It's a fascinating book and the study that he did, and it's very interesting. You know, one of the things I would also share with people is, is in their home, you know, not only to have water for yourself, but live plants. If you've got artificial plants, get it out of your home. Have live plants in your home, living. Have living things in your home. Um, and, you know, he did even the experiments, that, you know, he would speak the words, but he would put the words on the um, the dishes that he, you know, that the, the water was in and how he froze them. And so, yeah, it just reaffirmed for me how powerful our words are, um, you know, and to think about, you know, low vibrational words, low energy words, um, and then high vibrational words, love, joy, peace, happiness. And to, it's a really interesting exercise um, 
Marsha, if anyone would be up for it, think about when you leave the house in the morning, Mm -hmm. just set your intentions that everyone that you see and everyone that just sees you, not necessarily you speak, it could be a guy in the car next to you, it could be somebody on a bicycle, it could be somebody waiting in line, but everyone that you see and that sees you, that your intentions for the day is that you send them blessings. Send them love. You know, Marshall, we never know what someone else's journey is. We never know what kind of day they're already having. Right. And to to be able to have that type of intention is just is to me it's very very powerful and to send out that energy of love even if somebody goes by you on the road at 90 miles an hour and I did this one time in my own life um many many years ago um I was let's see, I was 20 mid 20s I got a call that my father was very sick, he was in the hospital, and come home. And it was a two-hour drive. Now, believe you me, I did not follow the speed limit. Now, people had no idea why I was passing them going as fast as what I was. Now, I was safe, and I got there. But they, they could have thought that I was just, you know, a crazy woman heading down the road and et cetera, et cetera. But the truth was I was trying to get to my father before he passed. So we never know. We never know right. where someone's right. coming right. from and where they're going. Right. So for me, in my lesson in that, it was a lesson of understanding I would rather have somebody that's going really, really fast in front of me and bless them and, and hope they have a great day. Right. Whatever right. their journey you may never be. know. And I've met so many people, when you get to talking with them and understanding their journey, the things that they're going through, and you just like, oh, my God, I don't even have no problems when you start listening to what other people are going through and the challenges they're facing in their everyday life. And it's hard nope. sometimes. Okay. Because, and so what I have been trying to do is when I make eye contact with people, I either give them a smile or say hi to them or greet them in some kind of form, you know, to say, hello, how you doing, or smile at them. And, you know, some people don't look your way, and some people just turn away, and I say, okay. And, you know, now I'm just going to say, you know what, I'm going to bless them. Bless them anyway. You bless them. You know, just bless them. Keep doing just yeah. bless them. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Just yes. send yes. them love, yes. send a blessing, and I'll release you to your greatest and highest good. I really I wrote that down. Greatest and highest good, yes. Because we have to operate in love, and that's what I want to do, and that's what I really want to do. And I'm challenging myself because every now and then I do let those negative feelings based on what I'm going through at the present or what someone said to me, I'll start thinking negative. You know, by me being in my own business, because a lot of times you um, things aren't moving the way you want sometimes or it's not moving fast the way, but it's moving. And he's slowly right. putting the dots together. But one thing I'm learning to see is that even these little dots, you're a little dot, I've met so many other great dots, is the full picture is who he is and his glory of bringing all these talented people together to get his message out about health, love, peace, hope, and joy. 
all of that. And that all comes at a table, how we break bread together, how we celebrate life with each other, or even with just ourselves. Sometimes you're alone and learning how to, like you said, live in the present. And a lot of times we're looking for other people to make us happy, and they can't do that. Right. They can't do that. And I think that comes within, loving yourself first. Because if you have love inside you, you're going to attract love to you. If you have anger inside you, you're going to attract anger to you. Because whatever's reflecting in the inside, you're going to be attracted to. Does that make sense? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I totally agree. Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, uh, one of the affirmations, you know, just very simply, I love and approve of myself. I send love. I receive love. I love and approve of myself. You know, the statements, just make the statements. I am happy. I am joyful. I am kind. I am loving. You know, I love and approve of myself. And and just begin somewhere to really know that, first of all, that it's okay. We Listen, I do believe we all deserve a wonderful life. And unfortunately, you know, we all have we all have stuff that happens to us, uh, and it just does. But I do believe that all of our stuff is about a lesson. And if I can just stop and say, what is my lesson in this moment? You know, what was my lesson from that? Um, and and to take it from there. And Lord help me to learn from my lessons, learn from my encounters, and to really know that life is good. Life is good, yeah. Marcia. It really is good. It, it is good. And, you know, and, and, you know, and we have to be able to come to that place, that inner peace. And, you know, listening to you, a lot of what you're saying is about faith, walking in faith and believing this. Even though you don't feel it or see it, but know that it's there because of the word, because of who you are. And, and the fact that we're alive, we're alive today. You're healthy, you're walking, you're talking, and a lot, a lot of people aren't even in that situation. But even people who, I've met people who've just lost their, they've met, lost their leg or had some trauma happen, right. and they say, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Right. I'm right. blessed. Well, I think if that, that takes me back to something, if, if I may just, just share it with you. I actually um, shared this at, at church recently, was something that I call Facing the unknown with the unseen. How do we mm, face the unknown with the unseen? Facing the unknown with the unseen. And I thought about, um, you know, <laughs> there is that that moment for me that I realized, okay, um, I've I've never. I've never seen Christ in the flesh for me. I've never seen God in the flesh for me, but I know it. I know it. I know the divine. I know the higher power in my life. And so in every day to face the unknown with the unseen, I can see the power around me, you know, of Mm -hmm. that unseen. And I do believe that that is, you know, for me, that is faith. Um, I go back to the scripture in Psalms that says, you know, trust in the Lord and do good. It didn't say trust in the Lord and sit down. <laughs> just, 
<laughs> you get it? He says, trust in the Lord and do good. You know, so it is something for us to do. You know, so, but yeah, facing the unknown with the unseen. And, you know, just to draw draw from whatever you believe is the higher power in your life. Trust. You know, and and we call it many different names. Be it, be it, you know, Buddha, be it, you know, Jehovah, be it, whatever you choose to call it. Trust in your divine power in your life, and just know that if you're in a situation that, and again, going through this season, if there's a sadness or depression, uh, first of all, know that my prayers are with you, and that. you know, just start somewhere in knowing that, first of all, you deserve a really good life. And little by little to begin to consider how you're thinking, what you're speaking, mm-hmm. what energy you're putting mm-hmm. out there. Who are you associating with? What are you eating? Wow. What are you listening yes. to? You know, what, yes. are, what, yes. you know what, 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 what kind of associations are you having in your life? Oh. I mean, if you sit around yes. with a bunch of folks and they're always talking negative, well, you know, I'm going to leave yes. pretty bummed, you know. I mean, really, you know, yes. you, know you, you, can't, and you can't sit around and listen to people be negative all day long and not feel just absolutely drained at the end of the day. Yes. It's energetically yes. I agree. draining. You know, yes. and so, yes. you know, get in touch with people that, you know, are of a mind of working on all areas of their life, you know, and, and, and draw from them. Draw from, you know, experiences maybe that other people have had and what they can share with you. Maybe it's maybe it's a book. Maybe it's a CD. Maybe it's something, a group that you can get involved with, but I would say just know you are worth it. You are worth having a wonderful, wonderful life. And I, too, I want to challenge people to uh, financially not put themselves in a, a financial trap due to the pressure of the holidays, um, spending money you don't have, I truly believe we've gotten so caught up with the materialistic of the holiday that we missed the real meaning for the holiday, and that is family, spending time. It's not about the dollars and the bling bling that we come that the world has told us that you have to have to enjoy this time. I think we need to learn how to just enjoy each other every day, in the everyday moment, yeah. and like you're saying, being able to walk in love, peace. And learning how to change you, and that change is learning, first of all, to love yourself. And once you learn to love yourself, then it will be able to resonate with others. And they can, when people drawn to people who are friendly, who are nice, who has that smile on them, who has that peace, but they're not drawn to someone who's angry and frowning and uh, all those kind of things. And you don't want to put yourself in no financial bind due to the pressures of this world to enjoy this holiday because I don't think it's necessary. And that's what I, I get turned off with when people want to – I'm really turned off with all that want to spend money and do this and how much you spend and that. I'm, that's not attractive to me at all. I think it's being able to enjoy your family, 
sit down and have conversation and stories that you'll be able to share for generation to generation to come. Or even a meal, you know, to sit down and have a meal together. Absolutely. And I, I, the way I look at that, and I, I, I do this with um, some of my family, that, that, and I totally agree with you, there's no reason in putting more stress financially on anybody when you don't, that's not part of what you need to be doing right now financially. You know, you, you just just look at it possibly and consider consider maybe this year, consider having an experience. And like you said, that could be just sitting down one-on-one with a family member that maybe you haven't seen, you haven't talked to in a while. You know, call them up and tell them how much they mean to you. You know, what uh, what you appreciate about their life. Find something good in everyone. And to just experience the, you know, being with people. I think that, um, you know, another another way that, and I, I have certainly got away from it for myself, but, you know, possibly consider writing somebody a letter. I mean, really writing yeah. a letter, you know. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and mail yep. them a letter and that be their gift from you. This is what you mean right. to me right. in my life. And that is my gift. And there's nothing, I don't think there's a greater gift that we can give than the gift of love. Yeah, I agree. And I, 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 I truly believe that, you know, an attitude of gratitude. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm it's just amazing when we can really stop and think about how blessed we are. Um, I mean, there, there's there's so many more less fortunate than us, Marcia. Uh, we truly are right. blessed people, and um, yeah. um, 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 I, I pray that you know that someone somehow can begin to look. And um, you know, a song I grew up. Singing was count your blessings, name them one by one. Well, for me, it starts very simply. I got up this morning, Marcia. I put my feet on the ground. I walked. I could see where I was going. I can speak to you. I can hear you. You, know, I, I'm blessed. Yes, yes, I agree. Yeah. I stand in agreement with it. It's, it's one. Now, I want to touch on one more thing at the book, Feelings Buried Alive. We talk about feelings, our thoughts, and our emotions, and our beliefs. Um, I know you talked about our feelings. We talked about our thoughts and our emotions. But our belief, and I think you touched on that because of the faith. And people have to have the belief that acceptance of the truth and actuality without certain proof or mental conviction, they have to have that belief that, they're good inside, that they're beautiful, and that they are love, and and that they can receive love as well as give love. They have to have that belief within them. And so yes. is that a process? Is that a process to get that to that have to have that belief? I I I feel it can be and most likely will be for, for, for people. It was for me. Um because I didn't I I personally did not grow up believing that I was okay or that I was 
good enough. I, I had a lot of negative beliefs going on in my head. But uh, over time, of course, I realized and what happened for me was very simply change my attitude, change my life. Okay. Change my attitude, now, change my life. Change my attitude, change my life. And I also have to understand, too, Marcia, that what may be true for one person may not necessarily be true for me. And that's okay. That's that's okay. I have to find my truth and be firm with my belief and, you know, what, what I feel for myself. Um, because I, I, I don't live anybody else's life and they don't live my life. So I have to understand right. and respect others' beliefs and their truth as they see them and, and be okay mm-hmm. with that. You know, here's here's my affirmation around that. I am free to be me, and I allow others the freedom to be who they are. Yes. I am free to be me, and I allow others the freedom to be who they are because that also happens when I do that, then I stand in judgment of no one. Wow! I know. I, I, I go back to 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 the scripture that says, "Judge not that you be not judged." No man. But with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. You will be judged. Uh, judgment yes. to me yes. is just not a healthy situation. So you know, I would also support your listeners if they are in a space and they feel this judgment rising up about anybody, just just take a deep breath. Just take a deep, deep breath and understand your powers in the moment and that you may not really know this whole situation. And the, what, what, what good purpose does it serve to judge anyone else? Let it go. It's better to bless them. Better right. to bless them. Right. And let... And let right. it be. Okay. You know, but that book, you book you're talking about, I hope everybody got that. I hope everybody got that about the book you're talking about. Oh. I know you and I both love the book, Feeling yeah. Buried Alive, Never Die. Mm-hmm. Never Die. Isn't right that a here. great title? I love the book. Yes, I love the book. I have a, I have this book here, and I have it all marked up. But, you know, what my real compassion is is being able to have our military men that are coming back from Afghanistan and these wars to be able to hear what you're saying because, as I said on my previous show, that it really bothers me that the United States government allow those men to come home with the Afghanistan dirt or Iraqi dirt on their boots. They should have a place to detox mentally, emotionally, because the suicide rate for them is so high and so many of them are okay. depressed. And I'm meeting some of these young men on the streets here in Atlanta who just not couldn't cope with dealing with the trauma of war, and then we bring them back and say, oh, we thank you for the salute and keep it moving. No. And they're not getting the services and things that they need to help them to heal from right. this because it is so powerful. And suicide, you know, rate along um, for these guys are high. Now we got suicide rate for a lot of young teens because they are sick and learning how to love yourself and not give up and know that love is powerful and love can overcome any of the stuff that they're going through. Right. Well, you know, I, I know, you know, I've spoken about that and I just, 
I know that's part of your mission, and I just um, I want to be part of the journey with you, and just you know, for us to send out that energy that somehow or another, you know, these programs can be connected and can help these men and women coming back. Um, and I, I do agree. I think that there could be possibly some things that would we could look at that would be a better way to, so as I would say, I guess, reintroduce them back into their home. Right, yeah. right, emotionally. And, in, in, and adjust their families because they're not the same person that left. They're totally different. Right. And, um, and we have to make them aware that the trauma and the emotion that they went through can't just be easily swept under the rug. Even some of these young kids in the streets in Chicago, Atlanta, you have PSD, you know, just walking to school, being able to – kids had the shooting at the schools, you know. Uh, that is trauma. Some died. Why did they die? And I didn't. I was standing next to him. You know, I hear some military men, they, they, their buddies survived and, and they didn't or, you know, someone died and they didn't. You know, people, they guilt feeling, why am I still alive? And they, they're gone. Right. So right. I just want people to know that love is powerful. And that, uh, like you said, we first have to change ourselves and being able to willing to change that and that thinking because that voice that's telling you you're not worthy or you're feeling sad, I don't know how to lift that blanket off of them or that darkness that covers their mind. And I truly believe food, their environment, and what they're listening to, as you said, and what they're hearing constantly right. in their mind or right. they're feeding their mind these thoughts. Because, it, you know, I, you embrace feelings. And I have to catch myself back in the days when I got depressed and then I said, well, this is the way I'm feeling. I feel this way and I feel this way and I feel this way. I feel this. And all, the more I kept saying that, the more I was feeding that, that, that darkness that keep penetrating within me. So I'm learning sure. what I say is also, it is power. It's seed. The word is seed. It's the words that we speak is seed. And that's why I tell my daughter it really drives me crazy to be out and hear parents cursing at their children or talking real bad to their children because you you pouring that into their lives, and we shouldn't be doing that. We should give these little lives love, peace, and a, a soil with good words that they can flourish and grow and flower to be the person that God called them to be or called them to be. So, yes. Now, well, you know, one thing, one thing about that. Let, let me, let me, let me just make one comment about that. Just, just when we're when we are dealing in, in, with children, and you see, you know, uh, somebody, you know, scolding a child, maybe a little more forcefully, I, I do have to stop in that moment and understand, and be very real for just a moment and understand. We don't know how that parent was raised. Oh yeah, we don't oh, yeah. know yeah. how yeah. the parent was yeah. raised and yeah. what influence that might have had. Now that the parent has turned around to their own child, you know. So, uh, you know, sometimes I have to just take and just have compassion, you know, and and just just be with that. Um, maybe maybe I'm one of those people that I would say I wouldn't like to see. Children being, you know, no abuse, no none, none, none. 
you know, verbal, any of it. But, you know, then I have to really stop and, 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 and wonder about the parent. How were they raised? What did they hear growing up? And how has that, you know, come back into now the child situation? Um, yeah, so, you know, one of the things I, I, I don't know if I shared it with you, but many, many, many years ago I actually worked in a juvenile court. And I worked there long enough mm-hmm. that I saw the children come through. Them get old enough, they had children, and their children were coming through the court system. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. wow. So uh, and I've seen that, that end of it. How do we break Pardon? that cycle? How do we break the cycle? How do we break the cycle? Because, well, you know, it gets to the point, it's like, if I know I'm uncomfortable and I'm not happy, I want to change how my life is or where I'm going. But I guess if it's a pattern, we don't realize we're in that destructive pattern. We just keep doing it over and over again. Many times people get very comfortable. They think this is just how life is. And for me, I've made the statement, and I'm very clear on I can't change other people. I can't change the children. I can't change the parents. What I can do is share information. I can share and give my love. I can share, you know, and give blessings, you know, and, and things like that, but I cannot change them. And and the thing is, until they are aware of it, they may not even realize that life could be any different, you know. So an awareness, it has to start at being aware that, Something needs to change. And then I would just say for, you know, you and I and all your listeners, let's just have an awareness, a conscious awareness about our our communities, our neighbors, our world, you know, and what where does it start? It starts with each one of us, you know, and to, to reach out. And um, I think that change can happen, Marsha. I really do believe that. And you know what, you remind me of the scripture you said to be the light. So you're being the light of the world. So you walk into a room and your the love that you that radiate from you, your attitude, your character, people recognize that. And I've been places where people know I didn't curse or did anything. And soon as they start, they go, wait a minute, she don't, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They're correcting themselves in front of you or trying to make the change. And you ain't even said sure. nothing to them. And they're doing it because of who you are and what you represent and how you came in there. I see that. Absolutely. So, yes. so the change is in me. And once the change, they see the change in me, and people say, oh, I like that. I think, oh, I want to do that. Just almost like looking at an outfit where someone comes in with a beautiful outfit. And, oh, I like what she got on. I like the way that it looks. I like the character, how it comes together because sure. it comes oh, yeah. with class style and people say oh and they recognize that yes okay yes. got it that's, that's good so let's just and let's put it out there let's put it out there set our intentions and let's put it out there you know and just know that divine it's all in divine's hands what homework would you like for uh people who are just starting as you already said change are we willing to change the change are we willing to make some changes ourselves 
And uh, another thing you said, what other people think of you isn't our isn't our, my business. It's not our none business. of my business. What other, yeah, so let's start with the affirmation. Let's let's take that affirmation. I am willing to change. Just it, I am write that one affirmation. I am willing to change. The next affirmation is recognizing my power is in the present moment. My power is in mm-hmm. the present moment. You know, the third, really at the top of the list, I love and approve of myself. Now, I will assure you, the first time I said that, I choked on it because I did not love and approve of myself. So it took me a while to get through that. But just keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it. You know, and to just understand, think about what I'm thinking about and, and write it down. My words are powerful. No, my words are powerful. And I, I, I again, would, would say that if we could begin to think and to understand those things um, and recognize that whatever I speak out comes back to me and to mm-hmm. be okay to begin to possibly, if we can't speak it out to someone, have a conversation with someone, um, you know, then write it down. What is a goal for yourself? You know, not necessarily for the new year, but just for the day. Just some people, Marsha, have a challenge just getting through a day. You know, just, you know, um, you know, something around, write down something that you're grateful for. Because believe you me, mm-hmm. if you can stand up, you got something to be grateful for. Okay? Yes. yes. So begin yes. an attitude of gratitude. And I certainly would support people into really thinking about what is your nutrition like? You know, and the things we talked about very simply, are you drinking enough water? How much sugar do you have in your life? You know, could you, you know, go gluten-free? Could you cut out maybe some of the meat that you're eating? Um, maybe think about adding more um, fruits and vegetables to your life. Um, less mm-hmm. processed food, I think, is how I would like to put that. You know, begin to think about where all your toxicity is coming from. The, you know, the processed foods, the fertilizers, the pesticides. You know, so organic, I do support as best you can, you know, organic food, fresh food. And, um, you know, really just looking at your home, is your home sick? And, you know, one thing I will mention about a home that uh, I taught home so many uh, years ago was if you have ever had water damage in your home, make sure that you've had it checked for mold because mold can get in there and it can create all kinds of health challenges, underlying health challenges that people don't even realize. So the question is, has your home ever had water damage? Now, aside from that, you know, is your home toxic with other things, with the energies, the emotions, uh, the people that are coming in? And, you know, mm-hmm. just to have an awareness around that. And I'm certainly here to help anyone, Marsha, that I possibly can. I want to thank you so much. I know you've got my phone number out on your website. Yeah. 
my email is out there, my Facebook page. Um, please, if anyone calls, um, if you get my answer in service, I do travel a lot, please feel free to leave me a message. Make sure you reference it back to, you know, this this time with Marsha, and I'll be happy to do what I can for you. So thank you. I think that, you know, uh, I, I think that I do – I do know and really believe we all deserve a wonderful life and uh, a we good do. life and a healthy life, a very healthy life. And I'm here, my part in this world at this time in my life is to help share the information that I have and to help support people on their journey in life. And I agree with that. And I, I love that's what I love about you and, and when you were living at uh, working with the food, Living Food Institute, and then we connected again, is that your mission is to help people. And like I tell people, Jane, her, she walks with radiation. I mean, just look at me, radiant on her skin. She's clear. I mean, just be- a beautiful lady. And you can tell she's healthy, Thank but you. not just in mind and body. And and that you pick up and you just say, oh, my God, I just like the way she looks. I love her energy. I love what she has to say because I want to be that positive person that when people walk in a room that they radiate to what the words that you're saying because they're kind, they're gentle, uh, and you're showing people compassion because we have so many people hating on each other for no reason at all, and, and it's just it's not necessary. It's not necessary at all. But I love the fact of cleaning and detoxing the house because I truly believe I'm a big avid fan of doing that because I can pick up on energy on people as well as the house. Because, like, it's been times, like I said, I'll just stand outside. Oh, no, I won't come in. I'll just wait for you out here. I'll be out here. And you can sure. see that energy on people. And so, and they're not happy. And these people aren't happy. So, and I'm listening a listening audience, give them your phone number on the air in case it, I do have it out here, but the number here is, again, where they can reach you, Jane? Sure. My phone number is 678-488-7566. And let me give it to you one more time. It's 678-488-7566. And um, I am available. I do still lecture, uh, you know, in community centers, in churches, uh, businesses. So please feel free to call me. I'm happy to help in any way that I possibly can. And I thank you, Marsha, again for having me on tonight. And, uh, you know, you are in my prayers and your mission and what you're wanting to do. And I, I look forward to everything we might possibly be able to do together. Yeah, and I'm praying for us to be able to do that because, you know, um my mission and my goal is to bring a workshops that we can have everyday people, especially I really want to meet, reach out to our police officer, our fire department, and the guys that are serving us because to me, just like when you're on a plane, they tell you to put the oxygen mask on the parents to put the oxygen mask on them first. And I think we need to be able to put this oxygen mask of healing to help mentally, emotionally us on um, the people who are serving us because they got a stressful job. And sure. I know everybody's 
not right. You know, some people have some bad seeds everywhere, but I don't believe all our police officers are bad or all the um, guys that are serving our services is bad. They're sick, and they need some help. And I think we should be able to give them that help so they can heal and be um, a service to us as well as to their family. But um, when we're so busy getting mad at each other and throwing them in jail or angry and stuff like that, like I said, that's it's not going to work. So we're going to need to have to walk in love and peace and be able to serve them. And I just that's my goal is for us to have something for us to put together um, that we can service these men and women who are giving up their time in their lives for us. So, and I think that's sure. very, very important. But I thank you, Jane, because, you know, I know you will stand in the front line because the mission you have on love and peace radiates through you and what you're doing uh, in your business, cleaning our homes and our mind and our body. So I, I just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with the D-Hour Network for your help with Marsha Patterson.
right, you're back with the DR Network. This is Marcia Patterson. James, I just want to take the time to thank you so much for being on our show with us. Um, I'm new at this, and I just thank God because I could have never, ever, ever, ever imagined me doing a blog talk radio. But I think it's important to get the message out to everyday people. So my goal is to take it to another step. So I just thank you so much. And we can do this again if you don't mind, Jane. We can do this again? I would love to. I would be happy to do this again. Perfect. And I'm going to let you you know because we're planning planning some events for 2020 and that maybe we can hopefully – have a For Your Health uh, conference and bring other people in. That's my vision. So we'll see what happens and make it happen. Look, I'm, I got it in my brain. I got the vision so we can move forward, and I'm willing to change. So I just thank you so much. And, everyone, uh, please take time to share this blog talk. Post it on your Facebook page so others can hear it. So have a blessed week, Jane. Thank you. Thank you. You too. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a blessed week. Have a nice Christmas holiday, and be blessed.